Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Good Saturday afternoon to you. This is Victor of Sin, and my name is Mark Rennick. Uh, hopefully, you're just getting out of a conference at prison for Prison Fellowship at the Cloverdale Church of God, and you're listening to us as you're leaving. Uh, we're taping this on Friday. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, this part of the show is what we attempt to do is to explain what Victory Over Sin is, and it is a funded program by... Uh, what we call Systemic Change of Idaho. And Systemic Change of Idaho is an advocacy organization funded through the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul here in Boise, Idaho. Uh, It's an interesting project that does all sorts of stuff, including this radio show. But by and large, what we attempt to do with this is to educate Idahoans on what it's like to be on parole. Uh, most of you know, if you've listened to the show before, that I've been incarcerated, and what we do is attempt through this program to educate those of uh, those people in Idaho who do not know what it's like to be on parole, what it's like. We've done that in a couple different ways. We put together a real impressive PowerPoint that highlights what it's like to be on parole, and then we distribute that, share that with you, if you will with people who are volunteers who have been in the system, returning citizens, and they go out and make that presentation. They do it to churches, they do it to service groups, they do it to nonprofits, or pretty much to anybody that would like to see that presentation. So you can, at the end of the show, I'm gonna let you know how to get in touch with me and we can set that up for you and show that to you. We also, this month, are having a listening forum in which we're debuting the most recent PowerPoint, and that's going to be on the 29th, I say this month, but it's actually in November, the 29th of November, and that is going to be at the main office food bank slash uh, dining hall on Overland for St. Vincent de Paul. You might put that on your calendars. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Refreshments will be provided. And we will show that PowerPoint. We'll have a couple of people who have been trained to share it, and they will do so uh, at that point in time. We'll get some feedback then because we're kind of still in our infancy stages as we're sharing this. But it's been – it's gotten positive reviews, and we're doing real well with it. So we would be happy to uh, get your feedback. So make that – put that on your calendars. And, uh, again, at the end of the show, uh, you can reach out to me, and I'll let you know any more information you need to know about it. But the good story behind this is how this group kind of – how we came to get this money, and it came out of uh, what is called the reentry conference here in uh, in uh, Idaho through St. Vincent de Paul. It's a specific conference for people who are returning citizens. Once they get out of prison, they call the telephone number, and then our conference comes out and sees them. We've been doing this for about four and a half years. Uh, it's an ecumenical group. There's a mixture of people on this. It's not necessarily a Catholic organization. There are people from the LDS faith. There are Christians, uh, all sorts of people on this kind of 20-member volunteer group. So they call this group, and then those of us who are volunteers go out and individually sit with them and help them with rent. We help them with bus passes. We give them uh, clothing vouchers and potentially a bike. So that's the kind of stuff we do. It's real powerful. 
again, you're interested in this, get in touch with me. We can get you involved with that. We also do something that's becoming more and more popular, and that is uh, the first day out kind of experience. We call it a coffee bar in which we greet people on their first day of incarceration. And we do that at 963 South Orchard, Suite 101, between 9 a.m. and noon. So if you're out there in the desert and you're listening to me, if you haven't seen one of our flyers in your case manager's office or a loved one hasn't let you know of what we do, uh, make sure that you make note to stop by there on the way, and we'll write you a voucher for $25 for some clothes through one of the thrift stores at St. Vincent de Paul. We'll also have people there who have been in the system and who know the system, and we'll help you in support. Uh, those offices are at the main office for Peer Wellness Center, but Systemic Change of Idaho also has an office in there too. So they don't open until noon, so we're there 9 to noon, so come by and we'll give you some information. So that's the extent of some of the things we do, and obviously we do this radio show too, and we're going to talk to an impressive gentleman here who's been on the show before and who is a good buddy of mine from uh, way back from Prison Fellowship, and we'll get to him in just a second. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. As I mentioned before, um, it's, it's an honor to have uh, the gentleman who's been on our show before. His name is Mark Hubble, and he is actually the director of the Northwest Pacific, uh, no, I would say Prison Fellowship Northwest Region, correct? Correct. Correct. Welcome. Thanks, Mark. Welcome back, actually. Yeah, good to be with you again. Yeah, that's kind of cool. The, when we first started this show, it's an interesting story, for me at least, is that we had this concept down, but we didn't have the funding for it. And we were in the studios here playing around on Doug's show, Doug Hardy's show, Extra. And we taped a segment that was going to be the first show. And then we lost the segment on tape. So uh, he really was the first guest, but in spirit. <laughs> and then later, in, you, were, you were in town and we came back and had you back on. Right. But welcome back. Oh, it's great to be with you. Back in Boise again. Yes. You're, you're in town for an event that just is finishing now as we're as this is airing so tell us what that was all about well it was our annual prison fellowship volunteer conference mm -hmm. uh, prison fellowships purpose is to exhort equip and assist churches in their ministry to prisoners ex-prisoners and their families mm -hmm. and so one of the things we like to do each year is pull folks together uh, have some time of teaching you know new skills things like that but also trying to uh, just provide an overview of the overall ministry and how various churches and volunteers can be plugged in so what just ended a few moments ago in real time is uh, about four hours together and two plenary sessions and then two workshops. 
on prison ministry. You know, I'm impressed too because uh, I've been to a couple of them before where they pull from, there'll be people there from Haley. There will have yeah. been people there from Haley all over the area. So they all come together and you get to see what other people are doing. Uh, certainly not just in the community that you're there. You would think it would be the Treasure Valley, but it's really from all of Southwest Idaho that comes to this, right? It really is. And, yeah. and that's one of the purposes because really if prison ministry is going to be effective, you know, I'm really convinced that you need to have teams in all the key places where things are happening, both prisons and reentry and things of that sort. But you, you need to be able to link them up and provide a real continuum of ministry from community to community. And so the conference helps do that because, for instance, you mentioned there's a couple up in Haley, Idaho, that just, just does a great job at the jail up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the men and women that are in that jail ultimately usually come right down to Boise. Right, to go to... Yeah, and so for them to know some of the players down here is just a good thing because they can you know, write ahead or email and say, hey, we've got this guy coming your way and he started with Christ. Now he's coming your way. Can you pick up where we left off? And yep. it's a good handoff. And you've been doing this for a while, yes. right? Okay, yes. so you want to talk about some tenure in terms of where you serve, yeah. et cetera? Sure. Well, and I, the history of Idaho, too, for yeah. that matter. Okay. Well, briefly about me, I became a volunteer back in 1977. Up in, I lived in Missoula, Montana at the time. I was volunteering over at the prison in Deer Lodge. Uh, did that for about nine years. In 1986, Prison Fellowship hired me and asked me to move to Oregon, start being the Oregon area director, which I did. And uh, over those, the well, it's been 31 years I've been on staff now. Over those 31 years, some other states have been added. So I'm actually serving, in addition to Oregon, I've got Idaho, obviously, Washington, uh, Montana, Utah, and Alaska. So that, that keeps me moving quite a bit, but it, it's just a really exciting area of ministry because there's so much going on. Yeah, and you... Uh, I we told the story last time, but I think it's worth telling again in terms of how we met. Most of the people know that I've been incarcerated, and when you're incarcerated, snail mail and reaching out to people is is so 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 important. And in his capacity as the director, I wrote you, and he wrote me back faithfully. And I um, we've become friends over the years since my release, and the work we do now is similar. And I know that I was. As I was, I remember pleading with him to hire me and stuff like that as I got out. And he said, nah, kick rocks. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> it, it was, but it was, it always has been nice in terms of having you there as that stable force. And the years and the tenure that you put in with Prison Fellowship I, really shows a lot for those of us who are coming up along to kind of support returning citizens. Yeah. Uh, so that you should, you should take some pride in that. Thank you. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And so thank you for that from my standpoint, and I hope you continue to keep doing that. Tell, tell us what is new for uh, Prison Fellowship, in, at least in Idaho or the Northwest. Well, I'll tell you one big thing that's kind of uh, getting the most attention right now, and I think justifiably so, <clears throat> is that for many years, Prison Fellowship pioneered a program in several cities around the country known as the Interchange Freedom Initiative. Mm-hmm. And the, this is a situation where Prison Fellowship was literally given all the programming in a particular prison. And we would have people there from about six in the morning through about nine at night. And there'd be everything, for, you know, obviously Bible type classes you'd expect, but also lots of classes and preparing for reentry and, you know, learning skills of, you know, financial management and all those. Going for the gold. Well, that, that yeah, that's part of yeah, That's yeah. one of the that's one ones I took, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but that, that, program has been around for a number of years, but it was very expensive because it had lots of staff. And and we thought, you know, we want to get the benefit because it was very impactful in terms of cutting recidivism and, and really seeing lives transformed. But how could we get it out in more places? And what we ended up doing was creating something known as Prison Fellowship Academies. Mm-hmm. And this is what's brand new. 
And these academies are a one-year intensive program that we're putting in prisons around Idaho and, of course, really around the country. And we're hoping to bring that to Idaho very soon. Is, do you, how do you designate which institution that that would be? Is that uh, participation, people, custody level? or uh, Really, it, it's interesting that, first of all, you need somebody that's going to be at the prison at least two years or so because you don't want them to be moved, you know, transferred to another facility while you're in the midst of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's open to people of any religious background. The only uh, uh, condition we put on it is that if a person wants to be in this class and is not a believer, that they're willing to sit under biblical teaching. Okay. And, uh, and we get a good response on that. You know, probably that probably limits you to probably two institutions out there. And I know that, um, well, you know, Rob Wright's at sure. ISCC, and he probably has the most tenure. And I think they've gone to a, a new person, a new VRC at um, ISCI. So, I, and I, so that would be the two institutions. Right, those are the right. two I'm thinking of. And yeah. We're so, going to be having some meetings down the road here to see where the best fit is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll well, That's exciting. Yeah. And that's a product of uh, the new uh, CEO, right? Right, our new CEO. And I don't know. You know that we had we had James Ackerman on. I didn't know that. I thought yeah, that was hot. That I was, was great. really. I, I tried to talk you up because he he was on from Washington <laughs> D.C. I said I know Mark Hubble, and you know he was, but he was. We had fun with him in terms of his approach, his energy, uh, his link to stardom as a child, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was real. He was good with it, and so it was fun. He's a, a really interesting I guy. I like him. Very high energy. Very high energy. And I also, too, it's like we talked to little Californians and stuff and Pat Nolan and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm hopeful in the future that somehow the thing that I will say to you is he when he was here, he was talking about with the background in movies and stuff, doing documentaries. And I said, man, you need to do the documentary and you need to do it here in Idaho and come out here and film that. So. Wow. I've got you in front of me, so we'll get it on tape that you need to push that in terms right. of documentary. <laughs> Mark says, well, yeah, Mark and Mark say that, uh, that's a, let's do the documentary, let's do it in Idaho. Because so much of the stuff that you heard the opening and what we're doing, mm-hmm. so many things are, archaic isn't the right word, uh, challenging for Idahoans to understand what we do here with corrections is different. And uh, if we point some of those things out in some kind of documentary form, right. that's a further education in terms of what's going on. Absolutely. So, yeah. so it's more, it's less progressive than some of the other states. Let's say that you re- that you represent in terms of. And I just the part of the what we do here on the show is to try to educate those people because I don't think Idahoans know um, what it's like and how much it costs. Yeah. Not so much it costs in dollars. What it costs emotionally right. to do an indeterminate period of time when a, when a, when their loved one is away, mm-hmm. that that cost emotionally is very, very difficult. Right. And I think if Idahoans knew that, we might be able to change some of those things. So. Well, trying to turn corrections into a restorative process exactly. rather than just a punitive thing, I think is critical. And I think we've uh, got, there are very good people in the department who are at the top of that situation who would like us to do that and yeah. who look towards the faith-based communities to do that and are happy that we're taking that lead. Um, the director, current director has been on the show and the head of parole has been on the show. The uh, Sandy Jones has been on the show from the parole commission. Right. I think they're all, they're all very good Christians themselves and are interested in this. And I think the positions that they're in do not lead them to take those steps to change that necessarily. That's up to you and I, really. And I think if we do it from a faith, from the way we believe as Christians, I think it it becomes more powerful. We educate them. We make people in Idaho better Christians as well as 
help us change the system. So, right, right. Yeah. And so that's the stuff that you've been doing indirectly. Right. And you know, one thing that uh, Prison Fellowship has been doing nationally, and it, you can only do it with a, few, with a few people at a time, is we have a thing called the Warden Exchange. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've even spoken to you about that. We, I think we briefly, but we do, let's do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. But the Warden Exchange is really an interesting idea because it, what it does is it goes in, or we, we invite wardens from a particular prison to come and, and be a part of a group of wardens from around the country to talk about best practices and how to transform the culture of their prisons, again, from being simply punishing people to trying to help them prepare to become responsible citizens. And the, the chaplains that are, or excuse me, not chaplains, the, uh, the leaders of these prisons that have been most, uh, that are closest to where we are sitting right now are from Snake River. And we had three mm-hmm. uh, wardens from there take uh, part in that and they loved it. And so, it, you know, Walla Walla's done it. They've done it. I, you know, I don't think, I think if you sit with uh, Director Atencio, yeah. I would think he would be uh, open to that I kind of situation. Would, yeah. And I know from uh, a situation that uh, Warden Blades at ISCC is a strong, strong, strong Christian. I think he would be interested in something along those lines too. So it's just a, it's a matter of what I found is just getting through the system to make how things, sure. making things work. Sure. Because I've been out six and a half years. I'm on my third director. And I do think that... Um, Mr. Tensio is staying for a period of time, a good period of time, and I think he's a he's a very quality man, and I uh, he's approachable and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 that'll be cool. Anything else new and exciting happening in your world? Well, one thing, that, of course, this time of year that I always want to mention is Angel Tree. That's true. And uh, for those that aren't familiar with Angel Tree, uh, you know, when a man or a woman is sentenced to prison, they're not the only ones impacted by that sentence, but the family is as well. And so, you know, there are thousands of children in the state of Idaho who are facing a Christmas with dad or mom away. Mm-hmm. And so in the summertime, we do in-prison signups to get prisoners to, to complete an application for their children. And those applications that are ass- assigned to churches that want to participate. Right. And we still have a need, particularly in Canyon County, for some more churches to step up to be involved with that. And so if your church is listening to this, or if you're listening to this as a part of a church, and you're thinking we could really help with, you know, as few as just one or two kids or, or larger numbers, you know, 20, something like that. It's a great way to build a relationship and, and bring reconciliation between parents and their children. Mm-hmm. And also to position your church to be able to do ongoing ministry with these, with these kids while dad's away or while mom's away. I can also attest to that, too, as uh, when I was incarcerated for seven years, every year I signed up for this. And every year somebody came out. You got to have an option of what kind of gifts, quote unquote, right. that you could pick for the age group for your daughter. I had a daughter and I had a son. And it didn't certainly replace the fact that I was not there. But it was nice to know that somebody, a volunteer from some place was going to go out and give something to my kids. That's a real um, nice feeling for you to have when you're incarcerated that yeah. you guys do that. And that's one of the anchors I know that you do at this time of the year. And so that's the, if that does touch at your heart, again, at the, you can get a hold of me or Mark will let us know towards the end of the show how we get in touch with him. But that's positive, and, and there are great churches. I know I'm associated with at least one that does it. It's a major aspect yeah. for them. And so other churches they need to support for, Canyon County should step up. There's some good churches in Canyon County that yes. should step up. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, there's such a need. Again, it's just so amazing the impact of that on the children because you, know, you might remember this, Mark. On that application form, there's a place for you to write a note to your child. Yeah, you do. And so that is transferred over to the package when it's delivered. And I'll, I'll tell you, there, there was one delivery a few years ago where um, they, they did a party in a church. And so there were a bunch of kids there, and they had all sorts of festivities, and they passed out the gifts. And as this family was leaving, a little boy ran up to the lead volunteer and said, 
next time you see my dad, tell him thanks for the gift, but also tell him that I don't hate him anymore. Yeah, and again, yeah. I think that's uh, it's powerful on so many different ways. Uh, what you do and what I do is try to encourage churches to kind of, this is a great way to display your Christianity in a way that does not cost money. And it's it's relatively inexpensive if yeah. you do a gift, but you can do so much in terms of just reaching out and touching somebody to display how you feel, what you believe. And you don't, it doesn't, it's not much of an effort in terms of of getting involved with this. I know that the particular church here in, in Meridian that I'm associated with, I do watch those people. I do watch those gifts come in every year and they get stacked up and they say, this is for this. And I see how those people, uh, the effort they put into it. And then I see that how they feel when they leave. But the thing I would encourage them to do is after you do this, then consider linking up with somebody like us in terms of, hey, I could use, if that hits your heart, I could use you in the morning at a, as this as somebody gets out of prison coming over and saying just, hi, can mm-hmm. I take you to welfare to get you to the food stamps or do you need a ride to PNP? And that's a way to take your Christianity to a different level. Right. And all it does is cost you a little bit of gas. Mm-hmm. And, and what it will do for you you and I understand, but it's so hard to um, encourage people to take that step to go forward with what they believe and share that with somebody and see how powerful that can be. It's so much more than writing just an extra 10 bucks or an extra 15 bucks and putting it into a, uh, an offering. This is powerful and this allows you to grow as a Christian right. and allows you to get that feeling back. It's Would you, just living out your uh, faith. Just, yeah. It is just living out your faith. So yeah. Christians are have difficulty doing that, it seems like. <laughs> that. Does that, is that you find that? Well, or? yeah, and again, there's a fear factor sometimes about well, what, you know, what yep, are exactly. these people like? But very quickly, if you visit, you find out that, again, these people are just just, just like people. you and me. Yep. The directors will tell you, and I will tell you, and we say this repeatedly, 97% of the people living at the, out, out south of us in the desert are going to be out. They're going to be your neighbors. Let's engage with them. Let's understand this. they're returning citizens. You probably do not know how many people around you are have been incarcerated or in, or in this system here in Idaho. I will tell you it's a tremendous number in terms of proportionate to the people who live here in Idaho. So let's get involved with it and let's fix it. Yeah. What else is happening in your world? Well, one, uh, one thing I, I, I've lectured, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Well, no, you're, no you're, you're, <laughs> uh, one thing I, I always want to highlight is another way that churches can get very involved and that's working with returning citizens. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a, a ministry called Bridge Churches. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of bridge churches is to build a relationship between a church and a man or woman that's in prison that is a Christ-centered relationship long before release. As a matter of fact, we usually have people sign up a full year before release. And they complete an application, and they'll say, you know, one of the things on the application is, well, where are you going to be going? And they might say, okay, I'm going to Boise. And what's great is to be able to say, let's plant or let's, let's get you connected with a church in Boise that has expressed a desire to adopt, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. adopt a man or a woman coming out. And what that church does is they raise up a mentor, and that mentor starts writing them and then visiting them while they're in prison. But when the day comes for them to be released, you know, they're there to meet them at the gate, you know, take them to the PO, parole officer, and let them get acquainted or talk through whatever issues they have to at that point take them to the church, maybe take them lunch, and just help that person realize that this is a church that they can call home and where they're being welcomed, not just you know, accepted or somehow tolerated, but where they're really you know, being welcomed back 
to the community and into the fellowship. I think two, two things that, that hit me about that too is because you've been out there, I've been out there in the desert, churches will say, yes, we're welcoming you. But then when you get, the, when you get out, it's, you show up and it's like, who are you and what are you yeah. doing kind of situation. So again, so many people do listen to us in the desert. You're out in the desert. We're going to give you a chance here in a second to tell me how I, how I get in touch with you. But that's a, especially if you're out in the desert and you're going to a place outside the metro Boise area, this is a real good link for you. Because if you're going to someplace like Salmon or someplace like that, this might be a really good way for you to start bridging that gap in terms of a connection from the desert to wherever you're going to go. Because right. services in Idaho tend to be focused around the Treasure Valley area sure. and then uh, some in Pocatello and some in eastern Idaho. But if you're going to a remote area and you're out there in the desert, this is a good situation for you. So That's you should thing. make note of that. So why yeah. don't you tell us how all these people that uh, are in the desert, number one, and out on the other side that want to get in touch with you. How do we get in touch with you? Well, the, if you're uh, out in the desert, probably the best thing to do is write a letter, obviously. Mm -hmm. And our address is Prison Fellowship, and then the, it's a P.O. Box, 4693, mm -hmm. in Salem, Oregon. Okay. And the zip code there is 97302. Okay, and the people who are on the outside that want to do uh, churches or whatever, right, what would that be? What would that be? Same thing? Or well, they, they can get us that way, too, or they can also email us. And uh, my email address is mark underscore Hubble, H-U-B-B-E-L-L, at pfm.org. Yep, he's always had one of those difficult email addresses, yeah. the underscore thing. Yeah, I don't like the underscore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else we need to talk about today for you, sir? I'm sure t this morning was very successful, and there were tons of people there volunteering, and uh, you've enlightened people. Anything else we need to talk about? Well, maybe just to kind of summarize the, the, the big picture, picture, I guess, is important to me, and that is God has called the church you know, to engage a broken culture. And you know, what more appropriate place for the church to be involved than in the prisons with men and women who have run afoul of the law, their lives are in something of a shipwrecked position right now, and to help those men and women be reconciled to God and to grow in Christ and to prepare for release and ultimately to be welcomed back in the community. That's the big picture that Prison Fellowship's pursuing. And there's always a need for more churches and volunteers, especially here in Boise right now. I'm mm -hmm. looking for a lot of folks. So I'd like to get, you know, I'd love to hear from people. Sounds good. Okay, listen, that's fun. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. Price paid for my life. God's perfect sacrifice. Sufficient for me Again, I want to thank Mark Hubble for coming in today. Uh, good people, and um, if you didn't get his telephone number and uh, weren't writing quick enough, I'm going to give you how to reach me. And if you reach, reach out to me, uh, certainly I will uh, get in touch with you and pass that information on or give you the information to get in touch with Mark. If you do want to reach out to us, we are... Uh, Systemic Change of Idaho, and you can reach us at www.systemicchangeofid.com. The email is systemicchangeofidaho, all spelled out, at gmail.com. We've got Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're Instagram, actually, at Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at 208-477-1006. I want to thank you for listening to Victory Over Sin. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin. Have a good week. Let's go.